Uh. I just gotta share what's on my mind and in my heart real quick. I'm not trying to end up fighting bitterness. Hey, welcome to uh, Let's Be Clear. Uh, today's episode, I think I'll call cold or not cold. Now, here's the issue I have. Not in a bad way, but in a way to encourage people to walk in their true ministry. So I meet a lot of people that want to become pastors want to go to seminary school to get a degree so they can be recognized as a pastor. In reality of things, I don't see that in scripture anywhere. And you can say that there's somewhere in scripture that we're supposed to go to seminary school, we're supposed to be educated. I don't see that. None of the disciples were educated. They were just disciples. They followed the man Christ Jesus, the anointed one. They followed the Lord. And so that's all they knew. He was, was the example, and that's what a disciple is. And we're all called to be ministers, ministers of the gospel, reconciler, to back to God, just as Christ was. We're supposed to be that example, just as he was. So why waste all your money in seminary school? Worst case scenario is you don't become a pastor. Best case scenario is you can go on the street right now and you'll find a pulpit on every corner. But those who want to have the position, the calling, the accolades that come with it, well, like Paul says, best that you don't become a teacher. Because your calling, becoming a teacher, you're gonna have to stand before the Lord and you're gonna be judged differently. Because you know what's right and wrong, and you seem to make people stumble. Not everybody, but there's a lot of them out there, especially these gigantic pastors who sit under gigantic congregations, and they're really, really popular with their big smiling faces on their books. But in reality, they're not preachers of the gospel. They're not pastors of anything. They're only pastors because they want position and money. So I encourage you, if you're going to go to seminary, or aka cemetery, you will basically die. Your salvation is not lost, but you will die in rigor mortis. You will become like this mentality of coldness. You will lose most of your truth. Like I said, all you have to do is read the word of God and pray and let the Holy Spirit guide you. You go to seminary school, they're going to teach you what Martin Luther taught. They're going to teach you what Wesley taught. Whatever school you go to, they're going to teach their theology. But the theology that you need to have is the Holy Spirit and His work in you and the Word of God. Now, any scripture is good. Of course, true scripture, outside of like the message and all the other nonsense that's out there, I wouldn't ask anybody to read those things 
But if it helps, fine. But be accountable to the real word of God. Word for word, ESV, um, standard Bible, I can't, ESV, I think it's what it's called. Um, personally, I stay away from the NIV, but that's my personal opinion. Um, King James is okay, you know, most, a lot of people like the new King James, stuff like that. But, there's, there's a calling on everybody. And not everybody needs to be a pastor. So the first, ask yourself, do you even like people? And I'm not talking like religiously, like, oh, I love all people because Jesus told, no, really, really like people. Can you sit there and deal with their problems and listen to them complain about their situation over and over again? Can you do that? Well, that's one way you'll know that you can be a pastor because you love the sheep. But if you don't like them, if you don't like people, if you're not really a social bug and social people can't be around them, that's one way you can determine that you're probably not called to be a pastor. Most evangelists, if you are an evangelist and you have that gift, you don't really deal with people too much. You just want to hit one-hitter quitters. Usually you just want to preach the gospel to them all the time. But not sit there and deal with their issues. And that's okay. Every part of the body is important. So why do we lift up pastors? Well, the Bible says the exact opposite of those things. We're put it exalt man, if anything, the lower he is, that you're supposed to exalt him higher. So if somebody who's scrubbing toilets, somebody who's cleaning the carpets and is quiet, that's the person that we need to lift up. Because they do the work behind the scenes, and those people are very, very important to most ministries. Even though they'll never get wrecked, like any kind of accolades for it, we should actually lift them up. Because they do the hard work. Studying scripture isn't that hard preparing a sermon might not be that hard for some but cleaning toilets is difficult for about 99% of all people humility is something we must eat we have to eat it every single time according to the Lord we have to eat it because we have to stay humble humble in everything that we do so again why do we lift up ministries and pastors? Because we see them. Because we see them in American way of looking at an individual standing in front of us while they tell us what the Word of God says. While we sit there and take notes about what his theology and what the Lord has said to him about his sermon. But do we actually dig in the Word for ourselves? Most preachers will not tell you to go home and dig in the scriptures and make sure that he is actually correct. Because I know if he wasn't correct and you came before him and you tried to correct him on his theology, he wouldn't hear it. Most big pastors nowadays are not even humble to even hear from anybody else, especially somebody like me or like you. Now, if you're close to them and maybe you got their phone number, great. But in reality, that's not the truth for most. We become this big, quiet congregation where we listen to a guy talk while everybody takes notes. But do we do ever change? Do we ever walk out of that place and not say, wow, that was a great Bible study, or wow, that was a great sermon, but nothing is applied to our hearts? 
Nothing has ever changed. We still go out and do the same thing that we just did. Whether you are good for one second, right after all of a sudden Monday hits and it's all over, stepped into the same place, the same direction and needing a fix of a Bible study or another sermon. So please understand, read the word for yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, direct you, teach you. It is his job. His job is to teach you to all truths, give you all truths, bring you to the full knowledge of Christ. And that's the important part, bringing us to the full knowledge of Christ. Do we actually have the full knowledge of Christ? Do we actually pray for the full knowledge of Christ? That's the thing that we don't ask for. We look at all the denominations and all the disorder that we seem to have, and we don't realize that the full body is important. Each person is important according to the Word of God. Each person, you, me, the person standing up there, the person scrubbing toilets, we need to be called to move out of our situation. Stop sitting in the pulpits and getting fat off the Word. In most places, you're starving to death anyway. So if you're not getting chastised while you sit there, you might want to leave your church. God's not correcting you, you might want to leave that church. God chastises those ones he loves. And we aren't perfect till we go home. But we can walk in godliness and holiness because that's what we need to be seeking. And I, there is pastors out there that are great. Most of them are dead will be missed and I pray that there's people rising up that are just like the old preachers who preached truth and didn't care about how big their congregations were they only preached the truth whether their congregation was five people 50 people or 500 people but now we preach such a light message of just God's goodness with ever mentioning sin or repentance and that's why we keep our churches so ginormous. Look at one of the most biggest churches that we have is that smiling, phony face, Joel Osteen. Now, yes, he says that he's a preacher of the gospel. There's many times he denies the truth of the gospel because he doesn't want to offend. His message is never about sin or repentance. It's always a feel-good message because he doesn't want to offend. He likes the money, he likes his million dollar home, and the reality of things is he's preaching another gospel. And I know Paul says if you preach another gospel, whether it be of an angel, that he's anathema. Now, can we say Joel Osteen is cast out according to the word of God? Yeah, right now, he is. And most TVN preachers, most televangelists, most people that want salvations to come, those people are anathema. Now, there's a lot of people out there who might not like what I'm saying. Maybe they don't agree with me. But I've seen a lot. I've gotten hurt by the church, but I still love the body of Christ. It's not about the church building, but it's about the body of Christ. And I always pray that the Lord bring the right people in the right direction and the right connections to me 
so I can be a blessing to them and they can be a blessing to me. I'm only a hand, but I need the rest of the body to work. So please, I ask and I beg that you pray, that you go out and that you make disciples. Don't sit in a building and try to get fed because no matter what, you will starve or you will get fat. Not a whole lot of churches will preach truth and have you go out and preach the truth back, especially in America. You'll see a lot of it overseas because they're forced to. They're forced to love one another. They're forced to come together in relationship congregations of true gospel living because they're forced not by the church, but by the persecution outside the church. So does it take persecution to America for us to preach truth? Do we have to have another 9-11 for us to see truth? The day after 9-11, or that Sunday after 9-11, I bet you, and I know for a fact, that the churches were filled. I heard of a church that I first went to that went from one service, and that Sunday, they had to have seven services. And the next Sunday after that, they had six. Next Sunday after that, they had five, and so forth, and all of a sudden, it's back to normal. Do we have to have another one? Do we have to run to the church when something bad comes upon us, when calamity falls upon us? Lord, help us if that's the way we have to come to the Lord. I know most people, I myself included, have came to the Lord by the hardest situations, by looking up and finally looking at Christ and saying, help me. I can't do it on my own. I'm done. I'm undone. I'm, I'm with this world I'm I'm tired of being the, the butt of the jokes or pain or family hurt I'm just tired and that's how for me Christ is the love of my life so if that's the way you came praise God most people who have come that way usually don't turn back usually they're on fire and zeal for the Lord because they know how bad it is and I pray for the preacher's kid, the PKs out there who only know the Jesus and the church setting. When they get bombarded with this world, they fall right into that temptation. Most of them backslide. Most of them are never heard of. And most of them nowadays preach another gospel because they don't like that God hates sin. So they'll preach another one. Saying God is this loving, super duper, fluffy teddy bear God in heaven. And the reality of things is he loves us, but he's also a great and mighty judge. He is perfect and he is holy. He's without blame. So please understand this. I love you guys. And if you're listening to this podcast, great. If not, that's okay. If you want to listen to it for a few seconds, that's fine. But like it if you like it. You know, it's okay. I'm still new at this, but I have some time. Thank you for my job, for giving me some time to speak out. Okay? And so if, if I could get this to work right, maybe one day I'll have phone calls. Maybe one day I'll have all those things that the Lord wills. That would be great. I can hear and have conversations with people. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't agree with me. That's okay. 
I'm just telling you from my perspective what I see. So, back to pastoring. We are not called to be pastors, but we are called to be ministers of the gospel. Loving people, but also recognizing and preaching truth. So which one are you? You want to? Are you a pastor? Or are you a person that wants just the accolades and the money? I heard a pastor once say, "I only do this because the money is good." Now that's some crazy stuff that you hear that. Because the money is good. What if the money was taken away? Would you still preach? Of course not, because you don't love people, and you surely don't love the Lord. You just want the money because it's easy easy to copy somebody's sermon it's easy to speak to a bunch of people if you're charismatic in view it's easy to do those things but is it really easy to love somebody is it really easy to listen to their problems is it really easy to open your doors to people that are hurt is it easy to just sit and do nothing while you get paid which is what most pastors do i'm not saying all i'm saying some so please understand this I want people to grow and have a relationship with Christ, to be called in a ministry. If you are called to be a preacher, preach the Word of God. Don't worry about seminary school. Don't worry about $60,000 that you're going to spend because you're going to get their theology again. Most people who go to seminary school come back and must change their theology because they see the real scriptures for what it says. And they walk in truth. So I ask, please walk in truth, walk in the salvation that you have, fear the Lord, and understand that you, if you're preaching the truth, praise God. If not, I have a holy fear that you're, something's going to come upon you, and I pray that you repent right now. As you get on your knees and you ask the Lord for forgiveness, and if you've hurt the congregation of the pulpit, and hurt the offense of people pray the Lord has forgiven you for those things and if you can humble yourself before your congregation please humble yourself and ask for forgiveness so this is the short version I'm not gonna go too long but I thank you guys for listening I thank you for everything that you guys do and uh, just keep on listening hopefully there'll be more to come and uh, thank you for being a part of this podcast and uh, I just give you love and and, uh, honor to you guys as just faithful servants of the Lord and uh, just want to pray for each one of us my Lord just bless those right now in the name of Jesus that you just touch their hearts and minds that whatever their calling is that they walk in truth of who you are I pray that they go out to the the byways and highways and preach the gospel and love on people even if they have to make a sandwich and go up to a homeless person and love on them and preach the gospel, oh, I just ask that you intervene in their life. Let them have a ministry of inconvenience. Let them not wait till it's convenient for them, but let them go out and make disciples as you commissioned us to do. Lord, I thank you that you are good and that you are faithful and that you're always with us. I pray that we have an honoring spirit and that we give you all praise and honor and glory. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. We say amen. Thank you guys for listening to Let's Be Clear.